I've never known precisely what to call it, but this is how it begins. Heat. Thick tropical heat. Still air that smells of sweat and paddy water. And Athuma being led into the hut. The afternoon sun behind her, so that she is only a silhouette against the hard light. She moves toward me, emerges from shadow, and I see her, always as if for the first time, a slender woman with long black hair, a floral print sarong, and that is where I stop it. I've become quite good at stopping it there. But if I am not vigilant, the scene continues. Athuma is in the wicker chair just four feet away, and then she leans toward me, looks into my eyes. Hers are brown, with flecks of yellow, and is about to speak. And if I am not vigilant, I hear her voice again. What I can say is that this remembrance comes when it wants to. I can be content or unhappy on a crowded street or standing alone. I can be anywhere at any time. And I will suddenly be returned to that hut. All the sounds and smells and tastes, they are waiting for me. The black silhouette of a Thuma, fixed in my eye, like a sunspot. And until I close off the vision, there is the peculiar feeling that I am being asked to try again to save a Thuma. That the events of the day ten years ago have yet to be lived. The sensation comes on this night, the 2nd of November, 1995. I am in Chechnya, standing in the courtyard of a house, trying to count off the artillery against the sky. Normally, this is not difficult. You see the flash and count off, five seconds to a mile, until you hear the blast. But on this night, so many shells fall, their flashes are like sheet lightning against the low clouds. The roar rolling over the land. A steady white noise of war. But I am patient when it comes to such things, and I wait for my moment. I spot three quick, nearly overlapping pulses of light streak out along the base of the clouds, and I begin to count. I count for a long time, so long I imagine I've missed the moment. But at fifty-five seconds I hear it. Three soft knocks, little more than taps amid the avalanche of sound. Fifty-five seconds. Eleven miles. They are shelling Bamut again. It is a small village up in the mountains, a place I think about so much I no longer even refer to it by name. They have shelled it every night I have been in Chechnya. Just a few dozen rounds some nights, several hundred on others. The shelling has never been as heavy as tonight. As I have done many times these past few days, I travel the path to the village in my mind. Not eleven miles by road, more like thirty-five. The paved road cuts across the broad plain until it climbs into the foothills. After a time, a narrow dirt track appears, and it leads across the river and into the mountains. At some unmarked spot on this track, perhaps an hour or so past the river, neutral ground is left, and the war zone begins. 
One is then quite close to the village. Maybe just another half hour. But there are mines sometimes. And sometimes the helicopter gunships sneak in over the hills to destroy whatever they find. The road ends at the village. It is built along the exposed flank of a mountain valley. And the Russians are on the surrounding heights with their tanks and artillery batteries. The way in is also the only way out. But any decision to leave is up to the rebels. And they do not trust outsiders.